And welcome back inside the home office. I'm Craig D'Amico, and this is NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. Believe it or not, we are one-third of the way through conference season. Where has the time gone? This past week, we saw a ton of movement in the standings, especially at the top. We saw some records and historical milestones get reached, and we saw not one, but two dramatic fourth-quarter comeback TV games in the NEC Women's Basketball Spotlight. Coming up on today's show, we'll recap all that stuff, plus we'll bring you our three stars of the weekend. We'll peek ahead to some of the big games coming up next weekend, and we'll be joined by St. Francis Brooklyn Jr. Isabella Possett. But first, let's get to the news. Here are our week three headlines. The St. Francis Brooklyn Terriers were ready for their close-up, taking the court for two NEC TV games this past weekend, Saturday against Wagner and Monday night against Borough rival LIU. Now, we know that drama equals ratings, and in their two TV appearances, the Terriers brought in more drama than the NBC Wednesday night primetime lineup. First on Saturday, the Terriers took on the Wagner Seahawks, who are coming in a perfect 4-0 in league play. Coming out of the half, Wagner outscored the Terriers 18-4 in the third quarter with St. Francis Brooklyn shooting just 2-for-12. But in the fourth, how the turntables have turned with the Terriers down by as many as 13. They got back into the game, limiting Wagner to just three for seven shooting and forcing 11 Seahawk turnovers. The Seahawks would go scoreless for the final 443 with Alyssa Fisher hitting the tying three and Nev Dmitrievich hitting the go ahead three off an assist from Fisher. The Terriers knocked off the previously unbeaten in conference Seahawks 62 to 55. Then on Monday night, in an MLK Day primetime affair, the LIU Sharks were up sixth in the fourth quarter when the Terriers went on an 11-0 run. Kalia Edwards, clutch. She led the way with a clutch free throw, three-pointers, and a dagger jumper with just about a minute to go to help complete the comeback and lead the Terriers to a 59-53 victory. The Terriers have now gotten the better of the Sharks six times in their last seven meetings and have won all four games that they played this year, knocking off preseason number three, preseason number two, and preseason number one and their arch rivals in the process. Now, I was on the call of Monday night's game, and I want to give some special shout-outs. First, Zaria Hutchinson, sophomore from Alabama, made her fourth start to the season and was phenomenal for St. Francis Brooklyn getting a season-high 11 points. Bella Possett had 11 points as well, a couple big steals. Stay tuned. She's going to join us in just a little bit. And a huge fist bump to big shot Biggie, Imaya O'Brien, freshman guard for LIU. She was super impressive in her first go-around in this borough bragging right rivalry. 16 points, 6 for 13 shooting. Biggie was notorious for stepping up in the spotlight. And the sky's the limit for this freshman from Detroit, who will get one more chance to tame the Terriers at the official Battle of Brooklyn when these two teams meet again on February 11th. Speaking of comebacks, one of the biggest comebacks in quite some time took place on Monday late afternoon in Loretto. Bryant was in firm control against SFU up 15 at the break, and they maintained a double-digit lead through three quarters. But the flash burst out to a 15-4 run to start the fourth, taking the lead on a Jordan McLemore jumper with 3.13 left and fighting off the Bulldogs with a Lily Benzel three, a Caitlin Maxwell layup, and some free throws to go down from 15 down in the third to eight-point winners at the final buzzer. 
70 to 62. Now, in that game, history was also made by Brooke Bajelko. She was our top star last week, and this week she became the very latest in the Northeast Conference to reach the 1,000-point plateau. Bajelko becomes the sixth Bulldog in their Division I history to reach 1,000 career points. Meanwhile, the FDU Knights have taken over sole possession of first place in the NEC standings following a pair of wins this week against Sacred Heart and Wagner. The Knights are just starting to get their roster back. It's like the blip in the Marvel movies. Players were disappearing. Thanos must have been snapping his fingers somewhere, but now they're back. They've reemerged. They're at full strength just about, and the Knights are sitting in first place at 5-1, and one, their best NEC start since 1992-1993 when they were the regular season champs and the tournament's number one seed. Finally, more history. Michaela Harrison set the Mount St. Mary's program three-point field goal record with her 238th career triple, and she didn't have to wait long. She set the new mark just 18 seconds into Monday afternoon's game against Merrimack. Here's Mount's Adam Pohl with the historic call. Double teaming Brazil. Brazil will hand off for Harrison for three. There's the record. It took all of 18 seconds. And Michaela Harrison is the all-time three-point shooting record holder at Mount St. Mary's. And now let's take a look where they stand. One-third of a way through conference play, there is a new leader atop the standings, and that is the FDU Knights. Wagner, St. Francis Brooklyn, and Sacred Heart are all one game back tied for second, and St. Francis Brooklyn will take on FDU coming up on Friday. The Mount have won their last two in a row, and the Red Flash have won their last three. Both teams are even at three up and three down. Merrimack. Bryant, Central Connecticut State are all tied for seventh at two and four, and the Sharks are one game back of that pack at one and five. Time now for my three stars from week three in Northeast Conference play, starting with number three. Kalia Edwards, the grad senior from St. Francis, Brooklyn, began the weekend taking on her former mates, the Wagner Seahawks. Edwards scored five of her 12 points in the fourth quarter, including a big three with 520 left to pull the Terriers within one as they were in the midst of their comeback. Then in Monday's come from behind effort, Edwards scored 11 of her game high 17 points in the fourth quarter, including the go ahead free throws with 445 remaining a wide open three where myself and Allie Jacks, the broadcasting table were the closest ones in the vicinity to Edwards and a clutch jumper with 103 left to put the Terriers up by three and put them up for good. Edwards was calm, cool, collected, and clutch in the Terriers pair of comeback wins. She is our number three star of the week. Our number two star is Kendall Brzee, the Mount St. Mary's senior and the reigning NEC player of the year, had a player of the year type weekend. Brzee recorded her third straight double-double with 25 points and 11 rebounds, in addition to five assists and four steals on Saturday against the Bulldogs. The 25 points marks her second highest scoring output of the season, behind 27 points in mid-December against UMES. Then her double-double streak came to an end, but barely. She had just 21 points, nine rebounds, and six assists in the victory against Merrimack. And finally, our number one star of the week is FDU sophomore Chloe Wilson. With the Knights still shorthanded on Saturday, Wilson recorded 18 points and seven rebounds against Sacred Heart 
And then in a battle for first place, the Knights toppled Wagner to take over sole possession of the league's top spot. Wilson notched her second double-double of the year with 19 points and 15 rebounds. Now, Wilson, all weekend long, made her hay at the charity stripe, going 21 for 24 in the two games combined. Chloe Wilson from Fairleigh Dickinson University, first place Fairleigh Dickinson University, our top star for week three in the Northeast Conference. And now joining us here on NEC Women's Basketball on the run, it's our special guest of the week, junior guard from the St. Francis Brooklyn Terriers who have won their last four in a row. It's Isabella Possett. Bella, thank you. Bella, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. Now, your team, as we mentioned, you've won the last four games in a row, including comeback wins in, in both your games this past week against Wagner and LIU. So uh, what worked so well for you guys with your backs against the wall there to try and pull those games out? Um, I think both games, obviously, we pulled through in the fourth quarter. But our team, we're like you said, we, we have all the pieces. So right now we're trying to – it's still early in the season, I mean – we missed our two because we had a forfeit, sadly, due to COVID, but we're four games in and we're still finding our groove and we're doing a great job. Like we share the ball so well as a team that it's that's why I think it's so hard, like so hard to guard us sometimes because we share the ball. Someone's everyone has a day. You never know. Like it's amazing. And it's awesome to count on every player, like all 12 of us, like everybody. It certainly, I'm sure, gives uh, your opposing teams, keeps them up at night, uh, studying tape and, and scout. Yeah. Uh, and, and for you in particular, you contribute in so many different ways. You, you led the league in steals a couple of years ago, and you can defend, you can rebound, you can set teammates up. And now Coach Sim told me this past weekend that you've been out there developing your shot uh, a, a little bit. So how has that, that process been adding that dimension to your game? Well, at first, like definitely like finding my place. This is a new team for me. So I started obviously on what I know best is defense. So once I've kind of made my like mark there, I started to find my way offensively and I like to work inside out. So I was starting to like get my groove more like attacking, sharing the ball assists and all that. And recently, like in practices, the coach has really been like, Bella, like you're open. Don't pass up shots. Like those are your shots. Like we want you shooting those. So I've just been more like confident in myself and shooting those shots and in the game, letting them go and playing free and having fun out there. Now you've, you've been a part of a championship team before one of only a handful of players uh, right now active in the league that, mm -hmm. that uh, has experienced the NCAA tournament and what it's like to, to win a championship. So what veteran experience or advice do you think you've, you've brought to the team? And even with fellow uh, grad senior Kalia Edwards who came over this year, uh, you know, what, what do you think you guys have brought to the team in terms of that experience? I just think that we've been in tough moments before that have give, given us like this experience to like provide it to our teammates. So like they're aware. And I think like our leadership and communication on the court, like keeping everybody together is like most importantly, like the main goal. And when we do that, like we, we have success. Now you guys have had a bunch of big games in a row. You know, the game against Wagner, that was the biggest game of the season. And then the, the yeah. rivalry with LIU, that was the biggest game of the season. The next game against FDU coming up this weekend, that's going to be the biggest game of the season because it's the next one, but it's for first place. So right. what have you seen early on in, in, in scouting and preparing for them? And, and what's your team going to need to do to stretch this streak now to five in a row? Uh, we just have to constantly be focusing on us at the end of the day. That's what, it, that's who it's about. It's our team, our, our weapons that everyone has that they provide to the team. So just staying within ourselves and our like culture and practice, like nothing's changing. 
it's a next opponent up, but we're still doing everything that we can within our system to be ready to offensively and defensively be against FDU, which is our next opponent. It should be a great game to watch. Again, it's coming up on Friday. Well, yeah. it's now for get to know. We have some uh, five quick hitters here for Bella Posset just to get to know her a little bit better. Are you ready, Bella? Yes. All right, here we go. First question. What's uh, your, your top song that you've been listening to right now recently? Um, top song? Uh, I would have to say, oh, this always gets me. I'm just going to go with who, who, my favorite. So I love little TJ and I would go with mixed, emo I don't know, mixed emotions. Okay. All right. Now, what is one thing that you just can't live without? Um, I cannot live without my dog, Karma K. Awesome. What about a pregame superstition? This year I'm having none. So like I'm doing something different every game, whether it's like what I wear or like, and I'm, I'm in the training room doing something different, or I'm going to take this, like wear this knee pad. Like I'm trying to switch it up. So no superstitions going to try to go out there every game and play the same, bring the same every time. <laughs> Superstition is no superstitions. There we go. <laughs> if you took a survey of your teammates, what what trait or adjective, what words do you think they would use to describe you? Definitely energetic, loud. Um, they call me the mom sometimes because I'd be taking care of them, making sure everyone's on the same page, stuff like that. <laughs> and and last question, we have a would you rather? Uh, would you rather have a genie grant you wishes like in Aladdin? Or would you rather have superpowers like uh, one member from The Incredibles? I think I'm going to go with superpowers because that's going to be like long. I could really like do a lot with that. I feel like I have a more particular in mind. I would love to teleport and I would love to read people's minds. Reading minds might sound dangerous, but I'm with you on teleporting because I hate traffic. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Bella, thank you so much for joining us here today and best of luck to you and the Terriers this weekend and, and throughout the rest of the season. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. You too. That was Isabella Posset here on NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. Stats amazing. Michaela Harrison, as we mentioned earlier, set a new Mount St. Mary's all-time three-point field goal record. She's now at 239 and counting. But check this out. Since the start of Harrison's freshman season in 2018-2019, when she set the team's single-year three-point field goal record, mind you, with 84, the Mount as a team have made a combined total of 837 three-point field goals. And if you do the quick math, that means that Harrison alone is responsible for 28.6 of the team's three-pointers over the course of the last four seasons. Now, think about all the players who have graduated, new players coming in, players in, players out. Michaela Harrison, one person is the sole responsible for 28.6 of the team's three-pointers. That is absolutely amazing. On tap this weekend, the NEC not wasting any time getting back on the court. This week, teams play on Friday and Sunday. On Friday, that big battle for first place that we've mentioned throughout the show, FDU at St. Francis, Brooklyn, 6 p.m. tip in Brooklyn Heights, first place on the line. You're not going to want to miss it. And then on Sunday, the NEC returns to TV on ESPN3 with a 2 p.m. tip, St. Francis U 
at Sacred Heart. Now, the obvious storyline here in this game will be Sacred Heart assistant Joe Haig going to face his former team, SFU, who he led to a championship as the head coach in 2018. Now, besides that, these two teams play incredible basketball against each other historically. Even going back to just last year, these teams split their two meetings in Loretto with both games going into overtime. Should be just as exciting this year in 2022 when they get together on Sunday in Fairfield on ESPN3. And that'll just about do it for this week's edition of NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. I'm Craig D'Amico. Enjoy the games this weekend. And as always, we'll see you right back here next week for more NEC Women's Basketball on the Run.